At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play live from the south point sportsbook my guys in the desert on a tuesday west reynolds matt humans here uh, for the next two hours and uh, we have a lineup highlighted by jimmy ott of espn radio baton rouge and dave Koken of las vegas a lot to talk about today west and uh, let's kick it off here on My Guys in the Desert with uh, NBA. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, free agent signings and what the Lakers have been up to in the last uh, 48 hours. Are you are you stoked that uh, Melo is a Laker? So now the uh, Lakers have another superstar to add to LeBron, uh, Russ, and uh, AD. I've always been a fan of Carmelo Anthony in full disclosure, but I don't know how he helps this team really at this standpoint, obviously. Never been the most willing defender, Matt. I think that's a, a safe assertion. But look, I, I know he gave Portland a little spark off the bench. But at this point, I'm looking at some of these additions that are made. Now, at least Wayne Ellington is a shooter, which they desperately need because they got Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is not a shooter. So, you know, it's like all of these guys and all of these new pieces with the Lakers. And I understand why the bookmakers cut the odds on them because obviously they don't want to give you a cookie mm. and hang you a price out there so they're gonna uh, knock it down before you knock it down as a better but it's like I just look at this mix of players and it's like I still think the same problems are there not enough shooters LeBron James look we'll still have the you know the big games like if you're sitting out here at the South Point Sportsbook behind us like oh there go the king there go the king and he's gonna have one of those huge games but 
He's also getting old. And I don't want to say that to sound like Baylissian, you know, like I'm a hater or a LeBron hater or something, but yeah. he's getting older. The wear and tear on your body when you play so many postseasons, when you've given yourself to the Olympic uh, Games a couple times over the years, that adds up. We saw it add up with the late Kobe Bryant. And now you're bringing in Dwight Howard, and it's like you're bringing in, like, all of these older guys. And then the, still the main problem, Anthony Davis isn't always healthy. <laughs> he's he's uh, unhealthy more often than not. Yes. Uh, so here's what the Lakers have added. In the, in the past two days, they tried to add some shooting with Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, and Trevor Ariza. Malik Monk, I wouldn't call him a shooter. He, he's going to provide right, a little scoring a help. Yeah, he's yeah. a little offensive help off the bench. But you got Carmelo, Monk, Ariza, Ellington, Bazemore, and then Dwight Howard comes back to L.A. after uh, the trade for Russell Westbrook. You have to shop around. If you want to bet futures in the NBA, which I really don't advise at this point, but if you want to do it, uh, looks like BetMGM still got 4-1 to one on the Lakers. That's uh, probably the best price you're going to find out there. The uh, Westgate Superbooks got 7-2. to two. The Nets are right in that neighborhood. The Nets are the favorites at the Westgate at 11-4. I really feel like on paper, uh, Wes, that the Nets are the better team. But like yeah. you talked about, and I talked about this with uh, Vinny Maiulo yesterday, uh, people love to bet the Lakers in Vegas. This is why you can't put a good number up on the Lakers on the future. They're like the Vegas Golden Knights in terms of the cup futures. You're never going to get really good odds on these guys. Las Vegas is essentially a home market for the Los Angeles Lakers. So you're never really going to get odds. That doesn't stop people from betting them. It's like, oh, man, I just found out that they did this trade. Like the guys behind the counter didn't find out at the same time. Other big free agent moves? Well, this is not a move. Stephen Curry re-signs with the uh, Warriors, an extension worth $215 million over four years. It's a move years. to the pay window yeah. is what it is. For Stephen Curry, same for Chris Paul. Back with the Suns on a four-year $120 million deal, up to 120 if he plays all four years. Kyle Lowry did move to the Miami Heat. Now, when we talk about odds moves, the Miami Heat have made a little bit of a move uh, on the odds board, and so have the Chicago Bulls. The Heat added Lowry. They re-signed Duncan Robinson. They signed P.J. Tucker. Uh, the Bulls, Alonzo Ball, and uh, actually they added DeMar DeRozan, correct? The uh, Bulls added DeMar DeRozan and Alonzo Ball. I don't know if that's Ball. finalized as of yet. Right. Maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but that is, I, I think, about to happen. <clears throat> the Knicks signed Evan Fournier. Derek Rose re-signed and uh, some other moves. But the, if you look at the Miami Heat from 35 to 25 to right. odds at, and bet MGM right. to win the NBA championship, Lowry, Robinson, Butler, P.J. Tucker, Bam Adebayo, the Heat look improved on paper. They, they do. I think that they should have adjusted. And I, I think that they're kind of the team on the move here, obviously adding a point guard in Lowry. Butler is going to Butler's going to resign. P.J. Tucker, we know he can defend. And then Duncan Robinson. How about that? That dude played for the Williams Fs uh-huh. in Division Three, and he just signed a $90 million contract. And he's not just a shooter. He's improved as a defender. He's added things to his game. So you don't have to be what everybody kind of says you are in terms of that role. You can always get better. USA Basketball defeated Spain 95-81 to last night in the Olympics. We'll talk about that and more. Quick break here on My Guys in the Desert. My guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. And Wes, we're going to kick it off right now with football. 
We're two days away from the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. Pittsburgh Steelers, one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Dallas Cowboys. Total of 33. Get excited now uh, because when the game kicks off, it's probably going to be boring. We're going to see backup <laughs> quarterbacks and with a low total like that. A low total of 33 does not indicate a shootout. We're not going to see many offensive fireworks in this game. I've... I uh, just finished working on a column for Point Spread Weekly, our digital magazine. I did the uh, quarterback uh, depth charts, the QB rotations for all the teams in the preseason. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about and how to attack betting on the preseason. Uh, but the first game, I feel like, is one of the worst games to bet. But yeah. a lot of people are going to play it because you're just excited about football. People are starved. People are thirsty for football returning. So you are going to get some bets on this game. But what you did with the quarterback rotations is absolutely kind of the way you have to bet this. And one of the things I like to do with preseason, and, and I'm very picky with what I bet in the preseason. Mm-hmm. This is not like, okay, you're going to play the board here. But what I like to do is I like to look at those second and third and fourth team guys that can run and you know the big phenomenon over the year i don't have the updated trend here but it's very good and that's the baltimore ravens yeah they always seem to have very good running quarterbacks remember when like troy smith and uh tyrod taylor were the backups there because when a play breaks down your quarterback can scramble Uh and these guys are totally out of freaking position and there it is 15 one and one since 2016 under john harbaugh in terms of the preseason trend for the baltimore ravens and you get these guys and they break down because it's preseason on both sides of the ball so you got like third team defenders that are just trying to make the team like on a punt return unit that are special teams guys and they're totally out of position so you can get quarterbacks late in the games even if they're not accurate passers that can run the ball so that's why you want to look at these rotations not necessarily okay the obvious how many reps is the first team guy going to play? Is he going to play in the second quarter or what the dress rehearsal game is? You want to get these scrambling quarterbacks, and those are the teams I think you want to target the most. Well, that's important to get a mobile quarterback because a lot of times offensive lines break down yes. in preseason games. You're using backup, yeah, offensive, backup linemen, offensive linemen as well. And you want mobile quarterbacks to bet on. So that's a key to always look for. Let's look at this uh, NFL coach's preseason trends graphic one more time because uh, it's very interesting information here. Ravens coach John Harbaugh on a 17-game win streak since 2016. That's difficult to explain. Uh, But he obviously puts an emphasis. He wants his team to Mm -hmm. play with winning mentality from August uh, through January. Vikings coach Mike Zimmer, 20-5 and in the preseason. That might change this year. We'll talk about that a little bit. Saints coach Sean Payton, 7-14 and in his last 21 preseason games. That also could change. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Uh, But the new coaches. I talked with Chuck Edel, professional sports better in Las Vegas. And Chuck probably spends more effort, more time uh, researching the NFL preseason than anybody I know because you can, believe it or not, there are sharp angles to find out yes. there. It's an information-based bet a lot of times. Seven new coaches in the league this year. Dan Campbell of the Lions, David Coley of the Texans, Urban Meyer of the Jags, Robert Sal of the Jets, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles, Arthur Smith of the Falcons, and Brandon Staley of the Chargers. And one thing you want to look at is a matchup 
a new coach with a good quarterback rotation, then you might have something mm-hmm. because a lot of times these guys are implementing systems. They're going to play their starters more. They're going to play their frontline quarterbacks a little bit more in the preseason, and they want to win because they want to make a, a good impression and set change the, the culture. Yeah, so change speak. the culture. Yes. And don't you think that's what Urban Meyer is going to do in Jacksonville? Plus, he's got a little quarterback controversy. We know Trevor Lawrence is going to win it, barring injury, but he's got Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew there theoretically competing. Yeah, absolutely. And you also have to look at, you know, what the background of these coaches are. Are they offensive guys or are they defensive guys? How much are they going to want to show before the season starts? You know, how aggressive is like uh, Robert Sala going to be with the Jets? Because obviously he is a defensive coordinator. That's how he rose up through the ranks in the NFL. So how how is he going to do that many like exotic blitzes or or what is he going to do or is he going to save that for the regular season but to your point more often than not it's going to depend obviously varying on coach to coach but more often than not you do take have these guys take it seriously because this is a new job you are employed and paid by an owner of a franchise that obviously wants to change a culture and change a direction like in mm. Jacksonville with Shad Khan uh, yeah. the owner for Urban Meyer so it's like okay and plus he knows that there's cynics out there it's like okay how is the college coach that's been so great going to do when he gets to the pros so he's going to want to like shut those guys up like I can coach at this level so I would think that Jacksonville is going to want to take this a lot more seriously than some of these other teams all right look at these quarterback depth charts uh, Wes I put together uh, last night they're going to be on point spread weekly this week too if you want to uh, see them we'll put them up online at vcin.com but uh, the Houston Texans Deshaun Watson's going to be the fourth stringer. I don't know if he's going to play. I wouldn't expect him to play in the mm-hmm. preseason, but it's Tyrod Taylor, Jeff Driscoll, and Davis Mills, a rookie from Stanford. The Colts, Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger, Brett Hundley, and Jalen Morton. Carson Wentz obviously injured, so they got five quarterbacks, including Wentz. The Jag- Jaguars, Lawrence Minshew, C.J. Beathard, Jake Luton, and uh, Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill, Logan Woodside, Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame, a guy who's taking his lumps in the NFL. Uh, who's got the best quarterback uh, situation for the preseason? If you're betting the preseason, just focus on that. Which team in this division do you think has the best setup? Well, we'll go right to Duval County, and that's Jacksonville, Florida, for the Jaguars. Because I think even though you have a rookie quarterback, obviously Gardner Minshew, now they kind of figured him out because it was a lot of that short passing game that he ran for Mike Leach at Washington State. So, you know, eventually you figure it out. But this is a guy that started and won games in the NFL. C.J. Beathard has been in and out as a starter for his career. Jake Luton, I think, got a couple starts last year as well for Jacksonville. So these are guys at least with some experience. And yeah, they're third-string guys, but as you mentioned, they're going against third-string defenders. Right. So, you know, when these guys are starting regular season games, it's like, okay, well, Beathard never really did much, or Luton wasn't that impressive. He was playing against first-string defenses, though, in the regular season. So I actually like what Jacksonville has. Uh, the Colts, yep. jury's obviously out, and we'll get to that. The Colts could have a good situation. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the Colts right now and expand on this because it's been all bad news this week for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, it's been bad and ugly. The bad news was Carson Wentz out for five to 12 weeks, needed foot surgery. That's a large window. I think it's going to be closer to 10 weeks mm. than five. Uh, but then today, man, Quentin Nelson. Uh, the stud on the offensive line goes down. He's also going to be out five to 12 weeks. Same so injury. Similar foot injury. And uh, that offensive line, I like the Colts because I said, well, they're going to have one of the elite offensive lines in the NFL. Now, Quentin Nelson, 
Uh, the stuff from Notre Dame goes down. Ryan Kelly, the center, is also out yeah. for at least a couple weeks. So all of a sudden, a team's strength becomes a weakness. And, and you know, you look at this uh, injury news with the Colts, who have had their fair share over the years, namely their ex-quarterback, Andrew Luck, now retired. But it's like, I don't know if, Matt, if you ever watched The, uh, the Simpsons on Fox. I've but I'm sure I'm sure some of the viewers and listeners would get this. It's almost like uh, Dr. Nick Riviera is the team doctor for the Indianapolis Colts, who is like this quack doctor and, and didn't know what he was doing, where he, uh, you know, gave a guy an arm for a leg and a leg for an arm. So it, it just, the Colts have so many injuries now, and then they are not, I guess, seeking a veteran quarterback, because when this first broke on Friday, I think it was on with uh, Michael Lombardi, I was like, you know, maybe they kick the tires on Nick Foles here, and mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a minute. Or, you know, everybody's saying, oh, why don't they go after Minshew? Why don't they go after Marcus Mariota? But apparently Jacob Eason is going to be the guy. Obviously, no snaps. He was a fourth-round pick out of Washington in the 2020 draft. And then Ellinger in 2021 out of Texas. They went and signed Hunley from Arizona just, I think, for another healthy body to have in the room. But you obviously see this reaction to the Colts. Uh, there was somebody that tweeted me who likes to bet these props. Like, 200 to 1 to have the worst record. I think maybe, nah, you know, look, that's that's, that, you know, if you put a little small amount on that, that's fine. But it's like, I don't think they're going to be the worst team because I'm not convinced Tennessee is a real world beater in the AFC South. I would bet the Colts win total under. Yes. Uh, 17 game season. And again, the AFC teams get nine home games instead of eight. But still, look at the Colts' schedule in the first half of the season with Jacob Eason, if he's a quarterback, what he's going to have to face. Uh, Let's talk about Eason. Is he the answer for the Colts? Nick Foles answered this question about uh, would the Colts make a move? His former coach, Frank Reich, is in Indianapolis. Uh, Would Frank Reich make a call to try to get Nick Foles? Listen, Frank Reich is one of my favorite, if not favorite, coaches of all time. He understands me as a player. Um, he understands me as a person, but you know, right. I, I haven't had any talks with him. I don't know. I'm a Chicago bear right now, but I think if he knows me, he understands. I mean, y'all watched the 2017 season and the playoffs where he changed the offense and built it around me and y'all saw what happened. So he understood my mentality as a player and he was able to build it around me and put me in a successful position and my teammates. But that being said, they have Carson. And Carson and I have a lot of history. I have a lot of respect for Carson. He's a tremendous player. He's going through adversity once again, but he'll bounce back. And you know what? He might miss a few games, but I know he'll be back out there. But we haven't had any talks. So right now I'm a Chicago Bear, and I'm going to keep slinging it with these third stringers, and we're going to dice him up. All right, that's Nick Foles, Bears number three quarterback, speaking to the media in uh, Chicago about his situation. What did you take away from that, Wes? Well, it's always fascinating to see, you know, what he said and what we heard, you know, what we interpret from that. And what I interpret from that is, uh, you know, Nick Foles is saying to Frank Reich, uh, call me maybe, or uh, like Drake <laughs> saying, you call me on my cell phone, you know, call him because he wants the job. Yeah. You know, I want to get out of uh-huh. Chicago because I am a third string quarterback and I am not going anywhere. Matt Nagy and I obviously reached a point of no return. Remember in the uh, Monday night game last oh, year, Matt, against did, the Los yeah. Angeles Rams where they the Bears took a shellacking and Nick Foles, I believe, commented, I think it was to Brian Greasy. I think he was the television analyst for ESPN and he said, look, 
so many times I got to change the plays that Matt right. Nagy calls and designs because I don't have the protection up front. So I got to audible out of it. So it's like, okay, you got a player that's going think, against. I don't the think coach. you wanted Brian Greasy to repeat that on the no, air. No, he didn't. I, I think. He was telling him the truth, and I've said this for two years, uh, Wes, the biggest part of the problem in Chicago is Matt Nagy. Absolutely it is. I don't think he was ready, and I often said, I was like, because Matt Nagy apparently didn't want to take that Colts job, didn't feel good about it. I'm like, I'm glad he didn't feel good about it, because I think Frank Reich is a better coach, even though Frank Reich is right now in a very big pickle, but what Foles said is basically... I want to be. I would like them to call me because I would have a chance to start. And then when he mentioned, you know, I respect Carson. He didn't say he and Carson were friends. He didn't say they were mm-hmm. boys. And that's kind of been like put out there recently from a lot of the Philadelphia media that Carson Wentz is going to freaking fall apart if Nick Foles comes in and takes his job once again. Last yeah. time he got a Super Bowl ring and a Lombardi Trophy out of it. So it's like if he does that again, is that going to break Carson Wentz here? Well, Chris Mortensen reported this yesterday on Twitter at Mort Report. The Colts are not. Tra- for Foles, Minshew, or Mariota at this time. So, looks like no deal with the Bears, Jaguars, or Raiders. Carson Wentz begins rehabbing his foot after two weeks. He's not been ruled out week one. Yes, he is. He's not playing week right. one. But it's optimistic. If this relatively safe surgery and rehab gets complicated, then another vacuum will be considered. Wes, I have no doubt in my mind what you just said is the reason why the Colts are not making the call mm-hmm. to Nick Foles because Carson Wentz is a fragile emotionally, mentally, and he can't handle Nick Foles coming in and taking over and winning some games early in the season. Carson Wentz makes me look like a rock, for God's <laughs> sakes, uh, you know, that I'm stoic and emotionless. But also I want to reference that tweet because yeah. I think this is fascinating to go throughout the season. One of the things with betters you have to do is filter information and figure out where this is coming from. And that's always the game I like to play with some of these NFL insiders because some guys are very well sourced in the league office like an Adam Schefter, mm-hmm. like a Mike Florio. Some guys are very well sourced with players like Jay Glazer, also agents, because a lot of these guys go out to LA and do some boxing and MMA training with Jay in the off season with Chris Mortensen. One thing I can say being from Indianapolis, Indiana and following this football team pretty much my whole You're life from Indiana. I am from Indiana. Oh, I, breaking news here on my guys in the desert, but uh, in following this program for a long time, this organization, if Chris Mortensen says it about the Indianapolis Colts, Take it to the bank Mm -hmm. because he is very well sourced with this organization. It always was kind of funny when he would report on the Colts kind of in the mid-2000s when they were on their run, obviously, with Manning and Dungy Harrison, the whole gang. If he reported something on ESPN on Sunday morning or throughout the week, it came directly from Bill Polian. That was Morton's source. And, and also Jim Irsay is a very good source for Chris Mortensen. So when he says they're not trading for a veteran at this time, you know, because usually guys will say that and it's like it's kind of the politically correct thing to say at the moment. But he's serious. The Colts are going to go with Jacob Eason. He is going to have to be the guy when Chris Mortensen reports on yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. It usually comes true. Well, the right thing to do is to make a call to the Bears and pick up Nick Foles. Cause you I've get, said you, that as well. Yeah, you can get him cheap. The Bears don't want him. Yeah. Matt Nagy and Foles don't get along. They can save that roster yeah. bonus, too. I yeah. think they got to pay him $4 million. I think Foles' salary is like $4 million. He signed a three-year deal, I believe, $24 million. He's obviously in year two of that deal. $21 million of it is guaranteed. So if you're the Bears, it's like, hey, could do we cut the guy? Or do we, you know, knowing we got to pay him some guaranteed money, or can we maybe finagle a fourth or fifth round pick or something, at least get something back for him? I'd trade him a, trade him a seventh rounder. 
And that yeah, might be enough. Yeah, fourth and fifth might be might be a reach, but obviously if you're Ryan Sixth Pace, pick, if maybe. you're Ryan Pace, you want to aim high and shoot for the moon here, and then maybe Chris Bowers like, uh, well, I'll send you, uh, you know, uh, yeah, if, you're uh, the, uh, if you're the Colts, you got to realize you're dealing yeah. with Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, yeah. two of the biggest clowns like, uh, in the league, so it's like, uh, uh, you shouldn't get the worst of the deal with those guys. I'll send you steak and shake for a year and a seventh round pick uh, for Nick Foles. How about that, <laughs> Ryan Pace? But Carson Wentz is so fragile emotionally. I don't think the Colts, Frank Wright, believes no. he can do that right now. No. And, you know, Wentz should be back, you would think, no later than midseason at some point. So I don't think the Colts have to panic. Is Jacob Eason the answer? Nobody really knows that right now, but he's going to get a lot of playing time in the preseason. There's a lot to talk about in terms of betting angles on the preseason. Next, we're going to talk about USA basketball. Did you watch last night's game? Do you have Peacock? <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. My guys in the desert, live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. Real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats, and a lot more. OddsTrader.com. Wes, let's talk Olympics here. 
I'm going to shift uh, course a little bit because I'm ticked off about this Peacock situation. I texted you last night, and I'm trying to find the USA basketball game on TV, and I'm, I've got direct TV at home, and I flipped to the Olympics um, channel where you have six different screens yes. and shows you watch on every yes. different one. And no basketball. I said, well, the right. game tipped off 10 minutes ago. Where's the basketball? So I texted you. You said, it's on Peacock, which doesn't help me. I don't know what Peacock yeah. is. Uh, but then I did some searching online and found out it's an app, and you have to watch the game on the app? Man, you, you, and, I, you and I are older gentlemen. We like our stuff on TV. You know, all these young millennial punks love this streaming stuff. You know, it's like, oh, don't you watch it on your phone or your computer? I was like, yeah, sometimes I just want to watch it on TV. And, oh, by the way, if you looked at that coverage... NBC obviously has late night coverage of the Olympics. So does USA Network. So does CNBC. So does NBCSN. Not one of those four networks had this game on live. I mean, I know you got to run some tape coverage, but it's like, you know, I know CNBC had the diving live, but everybody else had some kind of taped event on. So it's like, why do you not show this? Exactly. And while, while I'm trying to find the basketball game, I'm watching a taped women's soccer game that took place like 20 hours previous. Was that the Team USA yes. game where I've seen them lose about four or five times at U.S. Women's Hey, guess what, team? Wes? Right now on one of the channels is the Spain-USA game. Yes. Okay, thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I think it's actually uh, on NBC. It's like... You know, if you're going to air this tape. That was 15 hours ago. It's like, they're preempting days of our lives for this. What are they doing here? Because, you know, they only air tape stuff during the day because obviously it is nighttime in in middle of the night over there in Tokyo. So I refuse to be strong-armed by NBC. (laughs) I'm not going to download Peacock. Fight the power, man. I'm not going to do it. Fight the power. Because that's what they want you to do. Stick it to the man. I'm not going to do it. Uh, so I followed USA Basketball on Twitter, and about every 10 minutes it would put up a highlight clip with the yeah. score update, yeah. and that's how I tracked the game. And I just decided to watch baseball instead. Uh, but Team USA defeats Spain 95-81, to 81, and uh, according to some people who watched the game, I didn't get to see it, uh, KD threw down a dunk at the end that uh, probably mattered to some betters. A 14-point mm-hmm. line, or excuse me, a 14-point uh, result last night, and the line opened minus 12, closed as high as minus 15, and falls right in the middle last night. Did uh, Kevin Durant have a reason to throw down that dunk? Uh, I don't think so because the Spaniards basically dribbled out the clock there. It was just wide open. I think they pretty much could have ran the clock or, you know, turned it over with a shot clock violation. But uh, I do want to say, obviously, it's not always the side. It's the number that you get. And that's usually more important, actually, because what we saw last night, I think, would this open 12, 12 and a half last night? 12, so, yeah. all the, you know, most of the public and casual bettors are going to bet Team U.S. And I actually bet him on the series or the uh, the futures price at two dollars. But I did end up taking Spain late. And uh, this was something I knew about. But I did see a tweet. And and, and I want to credit Fezzik. He pointed this out. He's like, here's what's going to happen. This is going to bet. And then the guys at at the close, you know, right before tip are going to want to get 14, 14 and a half. It ended up 15 right here at the South Point Mm -hmm. also at Circus. So this is like a bet that nobody should have lost. At worst, you should have pushed if you laid 14 or took 14. And this wasn't, I think, a huge outcome for the sports books because, like, the the volume was low. They're probably not taking max limits like they would a football game on Saturday or something like that. But nevertheless, it should have been a loss for all the sports books because this was uh, fiddle in the middle here with this price. I'm like you. I bet the USA minus 200 to win gold after the first loss. This team is still not really playing well. Had to struggle to get by Spain. Game was tied at halftime last night. Uh, So now Team USA advances to face Australia, which is going to be a much tougher game. 
That tips Wednesday night at 9.15 p.m., and I assume that's going to be on Peacock, too? I, I do not know. Uh, I have not looked ahead. Uh, we are actually seeing the replay on NBC right now. By the way, Ricky Rubio, 38 points. He is he's, he's like, like Ian Poulter in the Ryder Cup for the U.K. That's what he is for international basketball with Spain. And, you know, did we see the end of the career of Pau Gasol last night? Only played six minutes, no points, and three rebounds. And, look, that's why I didn't think Spain was that much of a threat because right. they're an older team, and they haven't really built that young base. They got some good young players like Garuba, the kid that got drafted in the first round by the Rockets, but this is an older team. So now Team USA here in the semifinals, I think they get their biggest obstacle, and that's Argentina. Or I, Australia. Okay. Australia. Yes. A lot of sharp betters have Australia around 20 to 1 odds to win this tournament in their pocket. I know that. Jeff Sherman of the Westgate Superbooks got that. Doug Kazarian of ESPN has it as well. The final four USA, Slovenia, France, and Australia. And how about Luka Doncic? He's 17-0 and all-time in FIBA play. Right. Can he carry them, though, to the gold medal if he advance against France, potentially against USA? All right. Back in a minute with uh, more baseball betting. Beeson College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season off on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every single FBS team. Now is the time to get your all-access Beeson subscription, including our college and pro football betting guide, along with everything we offered the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free access trial today at vcin.com slash subscribe. That is vcin.com slash subscribe. All right. Sales are going to be off the hook after that. Yeah, I know. I know. They're going to be beating the band, brother. <laughs> we'll beating the lot. band. Get uh, our uh, our content by myself <laughs> and you. Bruce and Marshall. Stone, Bruce Marshall. JVT. Yep. A cast of thousands here. There is a lot of good nuggets, though, so I do recommend oh, getting that. A ton that of good guide. information in that college football betting guide. We'll talk more college football with uh, Jimmy Ott of ESPN Baton Rouge here in uh, about 10 minutes. All right, let's get to baseball last night. An embarrassing night for the Yankees. I mean, they come off a weekend sweep of the Marlins, come home probably feeling like uh, it's going to be a big party in the Bronx. If you look at the Yankees lineup last night, man, it's one stud after another. And you wonder, how can they get held to one run on three hits by the Orioles? Big dogs cashing in baseball last night. Orioles plus 230, a 7-1 to win in the Bronx. Total was 10 how the Yankees get held to one run in that game last night? And by the way, new acquisition, Andrew Haney. Yeah, I was just gonna I'm going to send him back to JVT's Angels. He gave up four solo homers in four innings last night. You know, I know, and I don't want to judge just off one game right. here, but with Andrew Heaney, I did think it was a curious move because I was like, okay, it's a fly ball pitcher yeah. in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> that usually does not go well. I know some people kind of like that move. And, I didn't, and uh, Heaney's numbers, when you look at him, it's like, okay, whenever I look at that XFIP versus ERA, it's like, okay, maybe he's not as bad as his numbers indicate. Let me throw something at you real quick before you get deeper into it. 
I kind of feel like he's similar to Sonny Gray. I yes. felt like when the Yankees picked up bad fit for Yankee Stadium, just have him pitch road games. Mm-hmm. He can't pitch at Yankee Stadium. Andrew Haney, a fly ball pitcher, is a poor fit for Yankee Stadium. Yes. So when Brian Cashman and his uh, his uh, colleagues sit in uh, sit in a room in a boardroom and talk about trade ideas and they're brainstorming, does anybody bring up the idea that hey, maybe Andrew Haney's not a good fit for our park? Right. Yeah, I thought that was a very curious move, and this is a team that I do think needs some help in terms of that starting pitching because look, Tyone has been a disappointment. Garrett Cole, obviously, he is scratched. He was scratched for Cortez, and now it's going to be Gill going mm-hmm. tonight for the New York Yankees, and I don't mean Alexander. So that's why you've seen the price uh, go ahead and get cut here. Uh, Wells, the lefty on the road for the Orioles tonight. This was, I believe, minus 290 when it opened up with Garrett Cole going to be the starter, potentially a bounce back against, obviously, the weakest team in the AL East. But now... Yankees about 230 here, so 192 dollars in that range on the Baltimore Orioles. So look, this was the team. If I was going down the board, that I thought, okay, they got some left-handers in this lineup finally now with Rizzo and Gallo. This is maybe the team that's got some value because the Red Sox maybe that pitching is going to regress. Tampa Bay I still think is the rightful favorite in that division, so I don't even know if the Yankees are going to win the division. I'd much rather bet them to win the AL necessarily than the AL East. To be honest, uh, with you can't bet the Yankees to win the AL East? No. No. Yeah, I don't think that, I just don't think that they can come back at this standpoint. They're just a little far behind. The bullpen, I still think, needs to get a little bit resolved, even though it's been better the last week or two. But, you know, maybe getting Severino back at some point is going to help that bullpen, but they do need more arms back there because it had struggled, and the starting pitching just hasn't been what it was. Uh, the Yankees have to go too far to catch the Rays, and uh, the Rays are just better baseball and, team. And one and thing, too, by the way. Red uh, Sox might start to fade a little bit. We, yeah, we, we could see that. Yeah, uh, and by the way, speaking of that pitching staff, of course, that came out today, Jordan Montgomery, Garrett Cole out indefinitely with COVID-19. We, of course, saw that with mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago with Judge and uh, Gio Ursella. So they missed about 10 days. So, you know, you're going to have to skip these starts now. And the uh, Yankees, obviously, very shorthanded already. Domingo Herman on the first went on the 10 day injured list with that shoulder injury. So God, somebody's going to have to step up and maybe it's going to be Gill tonight. Of course, remember Kluber's been out pretty much uh, most of the season. Since Aaron mid-day. Boone said he looked really good in his bullpen session on yeah. the weekend. So yeah, uh, well, you know, big how, comeback coming how from you Corey work Kluber. in Scranton is a lot yeah. different than how you work at the stadium. Orioles and Yankees tonight. Uh, Yankees minus two thirty. If you lay a run and a half minus 125, the total's 10 and a half. I would expect there are going to be some runs tonight. The Yankees offense mm-hmm. should bust out against Alexander Wells, the lefty. Uh, Luis Gill is going to like, uh, well, said going to make the start. Uh, it's just strange that uh, Garrett Cole's got COVID-19. The Yankees have had these COVID-19 yeah. problems. Yeah. It seems like um, as much as the Nationals. It's, Chaos it's, does not work for the Yankees, not while I'm running this show. It's... Uh, not a good situation with the Yankees pitching staff right now. And their new acquisition, Andrew Haney, got lit up last night. Uh, also, big dogs that cash last night in baseball. How about the Indians and the Marlins? Now, I said yesterday on the show I like the Marlins against the Mets, and I actually bet it. Plus 145. Jesus Lizardo started for the Marlins. First game since he was traded from the A's. And the uh, Marlins got a grand slam in the first inning to get him a 4 nothing lead. And they held on to win 6-3 at plus 145 over the Mets. The Indians, 
uh, did a number on Robbie Ray last night. Actually, it was more about the bullpen scoring. It was more about Indians scoring late against the bullpen and winning uh, five to two. They did have an early two nothing lead, but Indians at plus two twenty last night. So we saw some big dogs cash. And in I'll MLB. go to the, I'll go to the Marlins here too because look, they're obviously out of it and they're not very good. And I know they don't hit very well, but. I think getting that Lazardo uh, for uh, Starling Marte, obviously the A's won another bat in the lineup, another outfielder, but Lazardo's numbers have been disappointing. But all of a sudden, Kim Ng and Derek Jeter got a nice little sure. pitching staff down there in Miami with uh, not only Lazardo, but Rogers, Alcantara, Lopez, get Sixto Sanchez back from injury. So uh, Miami, I think later in the season, I know 16 games under 500 right now as of last night after that win over the Mets. Miami's going to be live as some underdogs late in the season because people mm-hmm. are going to kind of take them for granted, and they've got some good pitching there. They're not going to give you a lot of run support. Six runs is, you know, unbelievable for that team based on who you see in that lineup night in and night out. But they're going to be in some low-scoring games, and there's going to be some decent middle-priced dogs that's going to get there on Miami. Yeah, it's going to be a team to watch, and you've mentioned this, and I agree with it. The Marlins are doing a great job compiling arms. Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. And, Wes, you're one of the few people on the planet who always bring in Kim Ng's name. You give her yeah, credit. The, She's the actual GM. Yes, she is. Yeah. Of course, uh, you know, obviously a rare occurrence in, in any major athletic sport. You have a female general manager down there in Miami. So, uh, you know, has gotten obviously favorable promotion for that, as has Jeter for making that call. But Miami is a team. Look, you can't take them for granted if you're in the NL East, especially, the, you know, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves. Mets haven't gotten away too far in that division from those two teams. So can't be dropping games of the Marlins. They're going to give you an effort every night. All right. Also last night, another big dog, a narrow miss, the D-backs. Uh, they, they were down 7-1 to one to the Giants. Uh, went to extras, and the Giants pulled the game out 11-8. to eight. The D-backs were about plus 180 last night. Quick break. We come back. Jimmy Ott joins us to talk college football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. OddsTrader.com. That's where we are. All right. The South Point Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Let's uh, kick it out to Jimmy Ott and Baton Rouge and uh, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. Follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Ott 1045. He tweets almost as much as you do, Wes. <laughs> Colin Baton Rouge, Matt. Uh, Garth Brooks, that concert you did not attend out here at Allegiant Stadium, mind you. But uh, we are Colin Baton Rouge with Jimmy Ott on the line. All right, Jimmy, let's talk about the uh, big news at LSU quarterback Miles Brennan out. You, you texted me yesterday with this news. Tell us why it happened and what that means for LSU and in particular that season opener at UCLA on September 4th? Well, uh, the uh, it appears to be, have been a little bit of a fishing trip and kind of lost his balance a little bit and hurt his non-throwing arm and going to be out for uh, a couple of months at least. Um, he and Max Johnson and uh, Brandon started the first two games against Mississippi State and Missouri. Uh, and put up numbers. Remember, Mississippi State went up and down the field on Bo Pelini playing press man every single snap uh, of that play, and they just threw fade after fade after fade. He was productive against Mississippi State. He was productive against Missouri. But about the late in the second quarter, he did not go out of bounds near the, uh, the five-yard line. Missouri took a big hit, and that was the hit that ultimately knocked him out. But he did finish the game, but it ended his season. He's not very mobile. He's not very uh, physical. Uh, Max Johnson, uh, T.J. Finley, who's now transferred to Auburn, uh, started the next uh, four or five games. And then Max Johnson started the last two against Florida, which was his first start ever on the road. Remember, Dan Mullen felt uh, uh, so secure that he held Kyle Pitts out of that game, even though he could go. And it cost it a uh, 57-yard field goal at the gun to win it uh, for LSU. And then a wild one at Tiger Stadium against Ole Miss. And Matt Corral, it wasn't Arkansas where he turned it uh, turned it over as much as then, but he did turn it over a bunch of uh, at some key times, including the last drive of the game. And LSU holds on to win that one. Those two wins, Ozron references a lot for Max Johnson as far as his ability to compete for the job uh, this fall. This was a 50-50 battle. I mean, people always say, who's going to start? Who's going to start? None of us really knew uh, that, that followed the team. And so you thought reading into Ogeron's comments, maybe Max Johnson, he does have some pedigree. He did show a little feel. He's a lefty. He's not a huge arm, but he had, you know, shows again some, some, uh, you know, some, you know, some instincts, uh, you know, feeling pressure and moving and things like that. He's not a great runner, but he's a better runner than Brennan. Brennan Brennan has a bigger arm. He's an elite eleven guy coming out of high school, and he can he just got he throws a better ball. But so it's kind of what style do you want? But both uh, both were considered to be equal 
doesn't mean a ton as long as Max Johnson can stay healthy. He goes down, and then Nussmeyer, Doug Nussmeyer's son, who's a true freshman, would uh, that would be a, a little bit of a dip off. Jimmy, one of the intriguing matchups, Matt mentioned it in the open in terms of week one, is LSU at UCLA. This obviously was included, I think, mostly around town in terms of the game of the year lines. I think two and a half is the opener I saw. Might have been three and a half here at the South Point, but it has been bet up. Chris like, Andrews opened at two. Okay. It's moved up to four. Okay. Because yeah. I've seen some four and a halves out there, and I, I was talking about this game with somebody a couple weeks ago. I was like, eventually there might be some buyback on UCLA at some point. Return a lot of personal. This is kind of maybe supposed to be Chip Kelly's breakthrough year in the Pac-12. So now seeing four and a half, haven't seen a lot of movement based on what you've said in terms of this being a 50-50 battle. Uh, What do you make of this, Jimmy, in terms of your opinion, now laying four and a half in the Rose Bowl? Well, a little history uh, in this spot, and you got to go back to 2002 when LSU opened up Nick Saban uh, at Frank Beamer at Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech snuck in a game in what is now called Week Zero, the Hispanic College Fund Classic against Arkansas State. It kind of got a lot of the kinks out, and they were just a lot smoother, and Saban always talked about, you know, here in Baton Rouge and Tuscaloosa, you get, you you really improve, you make your biggest improvement from game one to game mm-hmm. two, and he was really, you know, Saban likes a loaded deck. He never likes anybody, likes anybody getting an edge on him, but some people have a little bit of concern on that. I think this this line, West, is going to adjust greatly on what UCLA does in that Week Zero game against Hawaii. Right. Um, a couple a couple of weeks after Chris Andrews put it out at the South Point, I went down to the coast at a BetGM a BetGM point, uh, Bet MGM Bet uh, spot, the Beau Rivage, and still got it at two. Just last week, I was in Vegas and saw it at four and a half uh, downtown at the Golden Nugget and some other places. So, um, you know. LSU does not fear UCLA in the trenches. I can tell you that. And I had to I had to laugh when somebody was breaking down LSU and said, well, they're not going to be as good as 2019. They won't be as bad as last year. Well, damn. <laughs> I mean, you know, That's a big window. Can, yeah. we get, can, can we get action on that? So, yeah. I mean, you know, but the, it, they, they're, they're much better. They return a lot. Where LSU, and this is even a problem when uh, – when, uh, when Miles was here, LSU would lose a lot of draft eligible underclassmen. Whether it was guys, and I'm talking, I'm talking about the first and second rounders that are ready, to, are ready for the league. It's the third, fourth, fifth rounders, or even the undrafted uh, drafted players that could help your college football team. They had a lot of success for whatever reason. Ogeron got a little distracted with the championship hangover last year. He has paid attention and re recruited his roster much better. Minus Eric Gilbert, who had some personal reasons and went back home, closer to home, and now is going to be at Georgia uh, this year, the ultra-talented tight end. But LSU should be superior to UCLA up front, both sides of the line of scrimmage. Jimmy Ott, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge with us at Jimmy Ott1045 on Twitter. All right, so LSU, after the UCLA game at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, uh, also plays Florida in October, a home game against Florida. The key games, uh, November 6th at Alabama, And then uh, after Thanksgiving against uh, Texas A&M, the LSU profile and the college uh, football betting uh, guide by VSIN, Steve Mackinan's power rating on LSU is 54. That's number 19 out of 130, 18 returning starters. And um, notable trend, 1-8-1 against the spread the last 10 at home in September. There's all sorts of information like that on every team in college football if you pick up the VSIN college football uh, betting guide. Now, Jimmy, uh, do you think Max Johnson is going to be fine running that offense and you're not really concerned 
that the game at LSU is going to be a problem? Because I, I know you're, you're one of a few people who told me that he, uh, Miles Brennan was probably not going to win the job anyway and Max Johnson was going to be the better quarterback. So this really doesn't change your view of uh, LSU in the first month? It just concerns me. Max has to be smart about not taking hits. Uh-huh. Uh, even in the Florida game, he was he was trying to make plays, and he's 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 a little bit more uh, of a running threat than Brennan, but not much. I mean, we're talking about very average, and he took some nasty hits. You know, over a course of four or five games, that's going to take its toll. And, and and I'm sure they will. And he's smart enough. Uh, I think he was thrown in there. He was trying to make plays. He had gotten some time in relief when games had been blown out, and they were already decided, A uh, and M and some others. That, but this was his first start. They could jump, you know, start from jump, and he was trying to make some plays and maybe overextending himself a little bit. You mentioned the Florida game. Florida returns is uh, the fewest amount of starters in the league this year at only ten, and you already referenced UCLA with all of their returning starters. Man, it doesn't take you long to realize when you start looking at these teams. This is the year of the super senior and the massive numbers of returning starters. But Florida returns the least, and we know some big-time impact guys, you know, with uh, with Pitts and, uh, and Trask and, uh, and Tony and some others. So Florida makes it why I think there's not just a big four in, the, in college football this year that's got a really good shot to get in there, but it's a fifth, and it's Georgia. Mm-hmm. Because Georgia and, you know, Georgia may have to win the opener against Clemson or in the SEC championship against Alabama, but neutral side against Florida and Jacksonville. Florida, a little bit of a rebuilding year. Uh, they only play three road games because that neutral side game counts as, a, as an away game this year for them uh, in Jacksonville. And so, um, you know, Georgia, Georgia is, and all, all of a sudden, finally, some explosive elements potentially with JT Daniels at quarterback yeah. who looked really good against over weak 300 competition. Yards, yeah, he looked really yeah. good against weak defenses late in the season. I'm not a big JT Daniels fan. I think he's overhyped. But I watch him at USC. Uh, news today, the SEC expansion uh, with Oklahoma and Texas, by the way. Commissioners of the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are meeting today to discuss the viability of a strategic partnership between those two conferences, Wes. <laughs> so we have all sorts of things that could be happening across college I'm football. sure that's going to work out swimmingly, and there won't be a little bit of backstabbing in, in some of those uh, uh, rooms there. And, uh, you know, maybe it's two sinking ships just trying to get one <laughs> ship that's going to stay afloat there. But, uh, Jimmy, staying in the modern-day SEC here in 2021, we have in our VEASAN college football betting guide, Bruce Marshall, I believe, did the uh, SEC for us. And I've got about a minute, a little over a minute here, Jimmy. Uh, and he said the live dog in this conference, he believed it to be Mississippi State. Is there a team a little bit down the board? We know who the favorites are, Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, Florida, and then LSU right behind. Is there a team down the board that you think is going to be better than everybody expects this season? Well, I got to tell you, I got to disagree with uh, with Bruce on Mississippi State, and you know, you're talking about uh, returning, and, and we thought this was as bad of a fit of uh, Mike Leach uh, coming into the SEC as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they've tried, they've tried these, uh, you know, all finesse, all uh, you know, <clears throat> finesse offenses, and they just have gotten uh, beaten up in this league for the most part. They return the fewest lettermen. He has he had a lot of transfers mm-hmm. uh, out uh, last year as well. Only 41 uh, lettermen returning. 
Ole Miss, it's not just me. It was kind of a buzz in media days as well. They returned the most lettermen out of anybody uh, in the SEC this year. You saw with uh, limited preparation how smooth Matt Corral ran uh, Lane Kiffin's offense last year, and he did go out and get some guys. They had, they had a, uh, a couple of you – know, uh, you know, transfer portal, they picked up some guys. They also picked up a couple of guys that were ineligible last year on the defensive side. Ole Miss cannot win the league, but, man, they can play with just about anybody. Glad to hear you say that, Jimmy. Ole Miss is one of the teams I hyped up in the v College Football Betting Guide over 7.5, even though you have to be careful playing overs this season. If We might have games uh, canceled or postponed because of COVID again. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, Jimmy, talk to you later today on your uh, program in the ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you, guys. It's Jimmy Ott. Quick break here on My Guys in the Desert. Come back. Hour number two, Dave smoking coking. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.